Hey all, just a quick programming note before we get started here. You may have noticed that Alan left the party at the end of the previous episode. Uh, that's because for personal reasons, Elliot is actually stepping away from Why Can't We Be Wizards for the time being. It was an honor and a pleasure to get that time together with Elliot, and hopefully we can have them on the show again in the future. Last time on Why Can't We Be Wizards. No, this is the friend zone. We should change the banner from intervention to friend zone. This is the zone where we're all friends. Anyway, I said my thing. I'm going to sit down. Uh, no, Leo, <laughs> you do not get out of the intervention that easily. We don't know how long magic's going to last, and no, I'm definitely not okay. I, I don't see how any of you could be okay. The magic is ending. I just wonder if we're not trying to, like, learn to ski on a mountain that's slowly melting through global warming. Wait, so you, you're gonna drop out? I mean, yeah, I think I am. Yeah, the inter- remember career day? Well, it sounds like your mind's made up, and, you know, I respect that. We're we're gonna miss you, though. Find four things. Old, new, barred, and blue. Bring them to my wedding. I'll let you out of the contract. What is happening? <laughs> Can't we just transform something into a container of Windex? What if we get, like, the sparkly vampire book and we reduce it down to a necklace? You know, I gotta say goodbye. I know that's, like, hard. Well, thanks, Galway. You've been a good headmistress. Oh, I love all of you. Group hug. We love you. Group hug. And an earthquake is happening at Hogwarts. weekend was filled with a lot of screaming. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that's, now, all right. Is it because you yeah. were inside a horror movie? Multiple of days right of screaming. Good screaming or bad screaming? Well, a little bit of both, actually, oh. because it was my birthday. <laughs> and so my family has this tradition. So on, on one of the days, my side of the family got together. And our tradition is when we sing happy birthday... It's kind of actually like the Hogwarts song where everyone sings to their own beat and their own <laughs> rhythm and their own volume, yep. except my family turns it up a notch. I've embraced this. Oh. And it's more like howling to the troll gods. <laughs> About three years ago, your dad didn't make words anymore. He just made noises. Oh. He just screamed. And I was like, oh, you can do that? Yeah, and okay. you have fully embraced that. It's like the yeah. first time I ever watched Star Wars. I was like, you can do a movie like that? <laughs> so yeah, that was my first night. Lots of screaming and howling. And then the next day I celebrated with Mitchell's side of the family. And my birthday they gift to myself was going down this um, mountain in the middle of the woods on a one or two person little roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, it's like just a metal frame in the middle of the woods, downhill roller coaster. Oh, is it like one of those alpine sleds? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Those are a lot oh, of yeah, fun yeah. and fairly dangerous. Yeah. yeah. How much of a inspection, permit, government said it's okay kind of situation <laughs> are we talking about here? Well, we signed away our lives before we went on it. It's funny because- <laughs> yeah. You have to. We were going up, and Mitchell and I were laughing, like, nervous giggling okay, that no, we were no, going to no. die. First, we went on it, and it was reasonable, totally safe. Because we went on it one at a time. One at a time. It did have a 300-pound weight limit, and then we did go on it together, and we were 
just at that 300 pounds. And let me tell you, we survived, but it was very clear that the physics was very precisely calculated. (laughs) That high schooler wasn't asking, like, how much we weighed, though. He just let us go on. No, we could have easily avoided it. Let me guess, because I've been on one of these. It's going, you're going in a straight line, and you're like, this is okay, and then you turn, and you're like, oh, no. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. There's a lot of turns, yeah. Now, did it have wheels? Is it just wheels, or did it have, like, rails? Yeah, like, wheels attached to a metal bar Uh, there were times when it like left the metal bar but it was still secured somehow because it came back that sounds so dangerous but also like a lot of fun yeah you get winched up the hill and like it's a really long hill so you get more and more dread as you're going up and then you get to the top of the hill and they're like you know how to use the brakes don't you but charlotte's in control of the brakes and you have no control you get to control the brakes (laughs) yeah and guess what? There were no brakes. <laughs> All right. So the first time Charlotte went down, absolutely no brakes no were applied. I did apply brakes because I'm not unreasonable. <laughs> I like the feeling of adrenaline. <laughs> That's great. I like adrenaline in a closed environment like a roller coaster. Yeah, I like Space Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the way down after the shared trip, I had so much adrenaline that I did have to take off a few layers because I was sweating. Oh, <laughs> it was not hot. Have you guys ever heard of Action Park? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It was started around one of these oh, things. Oh, you don't know Action Park? You don't want to know Action Park. Action Park was basically someone saying like, hey, you know, it's the 1970s and 80s and all of these other amusement parks are banning certain kind of rides. What if we made a theme park where it was all of those banned? And rides. Yeah. And it's comically dangerous. Google Action Park. It's a wild ride. Or not. (laughs) There's a good documentary about it. They let teenagers run and be the safety people. Okay. All right. Well, let's jump into those fun facts. I've got a Caleb fun fact. (laughs) And it's kind of fun this time. You know, with the big wedding and everything, I think that Caleb has given Bragglewort his combined Caleb spell books that he used to give everyone at holidays because he never thought to give one to Bragglewort. But now that he's getting married, it's just such a, a sweet time. Caleb's actually become quite emotional with their best beater leaving. And maybe at some point during the whole party, we'll call the other three who are still here, Skylar and Freya and Leo over to a fire and take out the intervention banner. Oh, we're burning this. Oh, we're burning it? We're burning the intervention banner. Yes. You know what? Yeah, good riddance. Let's never let anything get so bad that we need to have another intervention. Here, here. But we shouldn't feel like we can't intervene with each other. We just don't need to make it a whole event. Is this just episode now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. If you think that something's going on, we just need to talk about it. Good communication is what's going to keep us alive when all of the murderers come to make us dead. Sure. Reasonable. Let's burn this thing. Incendio. All right. On three. Well, maybe we shouldn't actually use magic. Let's all oh. point. Let's all stand in a circle and cast Incendio at it together. Roll magic. <laughs> Didn't the world hasn't exploded yet, but it's about to. Roll magic. All right. I'm going to roll magic. I rolled an eight on the die. I have plus four magic. It's my signature spell. It's a first year spell. All the points. I super duper succeed. As do I. 14. Roll a d20 though. Oh yeah. 15. Um, I rolled a one. Lol. Lol. Uh, But I did really well on my magic roll. (laughs) I also Mm. succeeded. Yeah, I think you start a small 
bonfire that does i mean there's some structural damage to at least one tent mm. but no one really like it's a big enough party that that just becomes part of the party and makes it crazier that's fine someone will take care of it yeah someone <laughs> will take care of that yeah there's gets, a bunch of it, wizards around they all know repair it gets yeah. taken care of but you did <laughs> cause a small fire Okay. It wasn't just me this time. <laughs> All right. Well, that's one fun fact. There Let's hear three yeah. more. <laughs> uh, okay. So Freya, Freya's fun fact. Um, is, is that Freya wants to become a volunteer firefighter? No. <laughs> no. Uh, so the night before the wedding, Freya threw like a mini like bridal shower for Galway. <laughs> And it was it was really awkward because it was so last minute. Yeah. So it was just like a bunch of students and some professors that Freya like bribed to like cancel their plans. <laughs> and Freya just really wanted to like squash the beef with with Galway once and for all and like thought that this would be a nice gesture for that. Yeah, sure. That's very sweet. And then like Professor Pritchard like didn't get the memo and thought it was a bachelorette party. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Some someone did. Someone thought it was a bachelorette party and showed up with inappropriate things. Yeah. That's probably happened many times in real life to people. This is literally the plot of at least three sitcoms. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go next. Um, uh, first, Skylar is going to increase their relationship with Freya. After everything in the last episode, they were at one with Freya. They're definitely at two. They feel like they've been able to talk through their issues and that they still want to be friends with each other. Uh, Skylar's really happy about that. So Skylar's fun fact is that, especially during this wedding, <laughs> you've been hearing Sk- Guy, everyone's been kind of hearing Skylar like say I love you a lot to all their friends. Um, they've been doing that because they feel like they didn't say it enough to Alan and now they're kind of making up for it now that Alan's gone and they just want to make sure that their friends know that they love them. Oh, a lot of sweet and happy fun facts this time. Uh, You're going to do something horrific. Well, it's not horrific, but it's not the happiest. <laughs> Uh, Leo's quote unquote fun fact. Well, it starts fun. He was on the dance floor at the wedding doing his wonderful robot dance, which is the only one he knows how to do well. Uh, he's rolled very well on body rolls somehow whenever he does it. He can't say so much for the other dances he tries. But uh, while doing that, he made eye contact with Sophie, who was also there. And that reminded him of the whole debacle with him hurting her and the whole all the feelings about confessing his love to Freya and then at the intervention talking about how that wasn't real and he didn't know what he was saying and blah 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 and his just his brain is all clouded with nonsense about that and not having really figured it out still and and then like as he runs away to like look away from for her he like is like face to face with golden freya all of a sudden and is like ah yeah and then another freya just it keeps going you just turn around and there's a freya and then you turn around the other direction and there's a new freya (laughs) wait that's that's how we introduce a new freya it's like wait a minute there's a red-haired freya no. What? Um, as the as the DM Kevin who plays Sophie, I'll let you decide what Sophie's face that she made or reaction to that eye contact was. She straight up didn't. She straight up just did not notice you. Yeah, that makes sense. So Leo's robot comes to a slow and depressing end, and as he powers down, <laughs> he walks away in sadness. <laughs> um, Buddy. And Leo, Leo's also going to adjust his relationships. And I think as part of processing those feelings a bit and talking with Freya and respect for Freya at the intervention, his relationship with Freya is going to go from a zero to a one. I don't know why it was so low. Yeah, wait, no. Yeah, I do. 
It's everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Relationships. I think I want to increase Galway and Bragglewort. Okay. I'm invested in their relationship, even if I'm not invested in Galway being the headmistress. Wait, what if they get divorced, though? Are you going to be, is this going to go down? You, my parents just got married and you're already talking about them getting divorced? Uh. <laughs> oh, no. So these are your parents. That's what you're Might saying. as well be. I mean, I don't have parents. <laughs> They're dead to me. Oh, no. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> Everything seems like it's my fault lately. Like I get confronted with a choice and I want to make the right one, but then I'm forced to choose the other option. The intervention went okay, but I, I blame myself for Alan leaving. And why was no one upset with me? I've been cagey about my dreams. I haven't been talking to any of them and generally being kind of a bad friend and yet none of them had any hint of anger at me. I don't get it. My dreams do, apparently though. I dreamt I was outside Hogwarts grounds, on the lawn, holding this weird mechanical tube. It almost looked like the machinery we saw in Atlantis last year, like it was muggle tech. And I was standing next to someone who I couldn't make out, but they were a lot taller than me. There was this thick haze around me and it looked like black smoke. But what I could see were my friends yelling at me to stop what I was doing. And I tried to call out to them, but one of them cast a spell. And before I knew it, the floor opened up again, and I started to fall. So after Alan flew away, suddenly the ground started shaking. There was a seam in the earth that rended open. So you guys are all like on the grounds of Hogwarts near the lake. And when you look up to that sloping lawn that goes towards the entrance hall, literally like that hill is started to split in half. Wow. And then like everything just kind of bits pitched into chaos right away, like faster than you could ever imagine it possible. You see Ravenclaw Tower crumble and collapse. And then you see rubble pouring down the side of the castle and into the lake, uh, which itself appears to be draining really quickly. And then as you look down, there's like smaller fissures start to appear beneath the feet of like all the party goers near the big dance area. They're screaming. Uh, you see like a Hufflepuff first year, like gets their leg caught in one of these and starts to like fall into it. And then Bobby Bobby lunges after her, like grabs her by the arm and pulls oh, her God. back up. Worst possible wedding you could imagine, right? Uh, up near that big fissure, you realize that Francis, who had just left to go set off fireworks, is up there uh, and is now like struggling and trying to get out, out of there and, and, and try to run back down. But he falls and he, you know, grabs a couple of fireworks, puts them in his arms because he wants to hold on to those because oh those are important. <laughs> it's him, not I guess. important, Francis. Gets up, tries to try to run again. You see that, like, there's a, a bunch of people are in danger. They need help. There's some mer people that are in the lake that are trying to, like, get the lake to stop draining. And they're trying to figure out why. They're putting blocks up to try to see if that can stop the flow of water, at least into the big crack that's right next to it. 
that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's absolute chaos. What do you guys do? I'm going to run to try and help Francis. Okay. So you're running up towards the lawn? Yeah. All right, uh, Freya, I need you to roll tough it out. Why is it always potty? <laughs> I, I, I got a three. Oh, no. All right. Hey, you got a star, though. Yay. And um, yeah, as you take literally like two steps, you're still on the dance floor. There's another crash as like more of the castle starts collapsing in on itself. And a big piece of rubble, a big stone comes right at your head. And that's the last thing you see before your eyes flutter open. What? And Freya, you find yourself, well, first of all, you find much less of yourself because you realize that you're in your five-year-old body. What? And um, you're standing at the top of a set of stairs going down into a basement. You look around and you realize really quickly that you recognize this place. Yep. It's a daycare that you used to go to as a kid. It's Skylar's mom's house. Yeah. And um, you look down the stairs leading into the basement, uh, and there's all your friends. Five years old, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. Although right now they all look kind of upset, scared, worried. They're all looking for Miss Ashglad. And uh, they all make their way to the bottom of the stairs and start looking around the basement. This is when we found the prophecy. Um, I'm going to go downstairs and watch them. Okay. You head down the stairs. It's the same basement. You've seen this like quite a few times in your dreams, although usually it's not. You don't feel like you have quite as much agency. And uh, it's a lot less hazy than usual. Like the, the details are so much more vivid. The, there's like on a table in the middle, there's some chemicals that are like a weird bright green color. And there's all kinds of odd instruments and and various different things. You know, you, you like you pick up what you kind of think is a wrench and it makes a weird sound and it's got these gears whirring in it. Uh, and, and you put that back down. But otherwise, it's playing out pretty much exactly as you remember it. Everyone is kind of doing the same things. Leo's, like, accidentally putting a bucket on his head. And hey! Yeah, no, yeah, he is. Everyone starts exploring. I specifically go up to Skylar and just, like, silently watch what they're doing. Yeah, uh, and so Skylar, just like always, walks up to a table in the back of the room where an orb is sitting. Um, why don't you roll notice something? That's a nine. Okay, so with a mixed success, you are suddenly distracted. You kind of still have one eye on Skylar, but there's something that you didn't remember that's in that room, in the corner, not too far from the table that Skylar is looking at the orb. And um, it's like that weird wrench you picked up. It's kind of like steampunky. Like it's got all these weird brass gears and, you know, like it's got a little bit of steam coming out the side of it. There's also a panel on the front of it with a bunch of like dials and knobs and stuff. And then a big red button right in the middle. Okay. I mean, I was gonna stop Skylar from touching the orb, but why is this here? I'm gonna go up to it. Uh, you could roll. I read about that. I read about that? Sure. That is a seven. Something feels weirdly familiar about it. Like I've seen it before. Like you've seen it before, but you can't quite put your finger on it. But like, that's kind of a thing all the time in your dreams yeah. where you sort of remember something, but can't quite remember. I think I'm going to keep my eye on it, but I'm still going to wait for Skylar to reach for the prophecy and then I'm going to stop them. 
Okay, and so uh, when you turn and look at Skylar, they're just standing there, staring at it, and they don't move. They don't reach for it? Nope. That's different. Okay, I guess I'll go and look at the other thing that's different, and I'll, I'll walk up to that steampunk-looking thing. Okay. Does it have any, like, writing on it? Nothing at all. It just has, like, a button. It's got a button and some knobs and some dials. It's like a pressure gauge kind of thing. Oh. This thing clearly is working on some kind of, like, steam power, almost. It, it seems like, if you knew what that was, a gauge for how much pressure is in the machine. Right. I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna push the button. Wow. Huh. You Leoed it. You Leoed it so hard. YOLO. Yeah. You, I, you only Leo once. It's like, either I try reasoning with children who are in a dream, in my memory, or I just do this thing. All right. And um, when you press that button. Wait, did you, the big red button? <laughs> big red button. Yeah. I pressed yeah, You yeah. pressed the big red <laughs> button. I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It was right there. I pressed the big red button. I mean, big red buttons are designed to be tempting, right? Yes. Why did they make them big and red? Why, why did to... Kevin describe it as giant and red if it wasn't meant to be pressed? <laughs> yeah. It's like you look back at it and it's got like a bunch of like fingers pointed right at it yeah. like in every direction. Like, please press me. Yeah. Really, if you think about it, it's irresponsible of like carnivals to have the stop button on the ride be big and red. <laughs> around a bunch of children like it's that's true. Yeah. yeah yeah all right uh, and when you press it black sparkling mist belches out of a big cylinder at the top and it's silent and that makes it creepier and you get this weird horrible feeling in the pit of your stomach like you remember this like this is what happened back then and that steam that black steam snakes out of the top and starts to spread all over the room. The ceiling starts to shake a little bit, and as you look around, you realize like all of the kids are starting to freak out. And Skylar, in the middle of picking up the prophecy, looks up, and just as the prophecy starts to speak, that mist circles around the workbench that Skylar grabbed it from, and you see, you have just enough time to see the explosion coming from that table before you wake up and the chaos on the grounds of Hogwarts wakes you with a start your head is throbbing and you blink twice don't have time to process that um okay I'm I'm still gonna try getting up and helping Francis because I that's what I was doing all right uh what's everybody else doing Save the lake. I'm going to try to use some sort of magic. So I've got a few options here to cast a spell to prevent the water from going down. I'm just not sure which one's going to be the best. There's Engorgio to increase the rocks and sort of seal over the crack. But then there's this other spell that repels water. Mm. Harry used it on his glasses in the book. But would it be able to do a larger area and kind of like keep all the water from going down the crack? Maybe this is one of those situations where multiple wizards cast the same spell together and it increases the power of the spell. That's a thing, right? They did that. Yeah, we've we've done that in the show. That's true. Everyone with me, impervious on the crack. We can't let the water escape. Yeah, I mean, I join and I do that with you. All right, roll magic. Woo! Nine plus one plus spell bonuses minus one, I believe. I got a 10. Did you roll a d20? Ah, no. That's a six. So it's minus two? It is minus two. So that's an eight final, and that means it's a partial success from Leo. Okay, 
Is it minus one if it's 16? It's minus two if it's 16. Yeah, it's magic's getting worse. It seems like everything's a minus two unless it's a one or 20 or there's love magic involved. <laughs> oh, yeah, because when we hugged, it was still a complete success for me. Skylar succeeds as well. We should have done a group hug before we tried to spell. <laughs> okay, so two successes and one partial success. I mean, I imagine there's other NPCs also casting with us, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? Let's who, let's pick some out of the crowd. So we've got... We got Hunter. Uh, no, I don't think Hunter is over there. I think that I, I imagine that the, the Hufflepuffs are all off doing something together. Like Bobby Bobby has rallied them. Sure. And is trying to give them an impassioned speech so they don't all, you know, curl up into a ball <laughs> into the fetal position and just start crying. No, they would all nobly help the person nearest them. Uh, so that's that's happening over over in the background. But actually, you know who joins joins this is Barney, Lawrence, Violet, and Marcus all run after you with their hero thing in full swing. Sure. And all cast that spell as well. So let's roll for them. It's going to be a d20 roll on each of those as well. <laughs> Better be a good roll. They rolled an 11. Hey. What, what? So yeah, so with an 11, you and all the Griffin bros mostly succeeding lift. Like, what do you do? What what's What happens? What's Caleb's plan? What happens? The water turns into a bowl and is able to remain mostly intact. Nice. The water turns into a bowl? You mean like a magical bowl-shaped barrier holds the water up? Yeah, there's oh. like, it's now a basin where instead of leaking out the side, it's Okay, now... so what you've done is water bend it. Yeah. Yeah, we used some water bending. <laughs> yeah, we okay. sure did. Sure. Uh, and I'm going to start using some earth bending and just throwing big rocks. <laughs> uh, now it's just Avatar. Yeah, I, I think with the Griffin Bros magic cast as well succeeding, it just kind of works. You're able to shape the water in that really specific way. And then between that and the more people who are already trying to like get a bunch of rocks to sort of get in the way, that you're able to like seal off that crack. And so, yeah, they're they're all patting themselves on the back, like, oh man, like crisis averted. And so, Freya, as you start running up the hill, why don't you roll? Notice something. Double wizard hats. Nice. Nice. Okay, so you get back up slowly to your feet. Your head is pounding, and uh, you take maybe two steps before you notice where that crack is, right at the top, just before the the entrance to the great hall. You see black, sparkly, swirling mist rise through the crack. At first, it's like just kind of like a little bit of a puff that dissipates, but after a second, it starts to thicken and it it oozes out almost like the consistency of a liquid. And then it, it gets further and further out until it's just kind of consistently pouring out of this hole. And then you notice there's like a wild deer that's running up towards the castle because it got spooked by something when everyone was dealing with the lake. And it runs straight into that mist and then it runs back out and it's just blue. Like it's just the color blue. It's a blue deer now. But then the mist spurts out further and it starts to hit more things. Like the doors to the entrance hall, suddenly they're made out of spaghetti. Not like cooked spaghetti. It doesn't like fall to the ground, but like it's made of raw spaghetti just strands of raw spaghetti oh yeah because that's less weird than cooked spaghetti just kind of still structurally sound just still a door but it's spaghetti and then you see other just weird thing it's like magic is just popping off completely and then as the as this steam rolls down the hill a bunch of corpses walking corpses start walking out of the mist and towards the people on the grounds. Okay, 
Um, I'm gonna cast the sonorous charm that is going to magnify my voice. Okay, cool. Yeah, roll. So that is an 11. Okay. D20 was a five. Do you get a bonus for what year it is? I actually don't know what year it is. I feel like Sonoris would be an easy one. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing that like kids are doing just to mess with their teachers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a third year spell. Oh, it's a third year spell. I just looked it up. Third year. Okay, great. So yeah, complete success. So you magically amplify your voice. What do you say? Okay. Everyone needs to stay away from the smoke. There's smoke coming out of the crack in the ground. Everyone needs to stay away from it. Also. There are some approaching infari. And uh, uh, you just hear you just hear Hunter yell, "What's in what's an infari? Infari? I don't know how to pronounce that." It's a zombie. The a what? Yeah. They use a bunch of other words in the book to describe it, but it's a zombie. <laughs> yeah, and then you just you just hear Bobby Bobby yell, "Zombie attack!" <laughs> and they're all run- now they're all just running in circles, bumping into each other. Oh, no. The ground is starting to open up further. And uh, you notice that like that group of Hufflepuffs are suddenly stranded on an island of ground in the middle of the Hogwarts grounds because it's the crack is open completely around them. Oh, God. What do I do? Uh, And then also keep in mind, again, Francis, very, very close to that. Yeah. Smoke as well. I'm I'm still going to go and try and save Francis. Okay. So in order to do that, you're going to have to run into the mist. And you're going to have to run through zombies. So I kind of think that you're going to need to do two rolls to succeed at this. One, you're going to have to roll magic. And two, you're going to have to roll some kind of body roll if you want to just weave around. Unless you want to do something with magic to the zombies or whatever. Um, I'm going to cast Bombarda to try and like make a path for myself. Okay. Do I do I notice this? Can I help? Yeah, I mean, you guys finished up with your lake thing and were admiring it when sure. all this stuff started happening. <laughs> so, all of you see this at this point and you see Freya running. I was planning to do this anyway, but I feel like this is a good opportunity to cast Ventus and try to uh shoot a jet of strong spiraling wind through the fog to make a path. And I'll do this in front of Freya to help Freya make a path. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah, roll magic. Yeah, it's a 14. Okay, that I mean, that's a complete, did you roll d20? Roll my d20. Uh, I rolled a one. No. <laughs> it's still very powerful, right? It's just that something bad happens too. I Well, let's see. It still succeeds, right? Right, Kevin? <laughs> right, Kevin? I rolled so high on the normal thing. Leo doesn't get eaten by the mist right now. No. Uh... I think, Leo, Uh-oh. that yes, you blow, you blow wind with your wand and it just goes straight at Freya. Oh, come on. And Freya- I rolled, wholly, so did you hear when I said 14? Wholly unprepared for that, Freya. You just get a blast of it full on in the face. <sighs> okay. I want you to roll magic, and I want you to roll twice at disadvantage. Oh. <sighs> disadvantage isn't even a mechanic in this game. Yeah, but it, I, what else is, how is this going to work? <laughs> so I rolled the same both times. Okay, and what did you roll? a seven plus three so that's a ten oh okay but roll a d20 get a nat 20 uh no no 12 okay okay so mixed success i tried what's a weird thing just a weird thing to happen to freya she grows vampire fangs (laughs) yep (laughs) 
You've got vampire fangs now. And now you're saving everyone like, follow me. I'm not Dracula. Don't worry about it. Save yourselves. (laughs) I feel like I need to put something in my mouth to make it sound like I have vampire fangs now. (laughs) Because that'll be good audio. (laughs) Do you have anything? I don't think I do. Get two pencils. Oh, that's a good idea. How is it that we don't own vampire fangs in this house? Are we all putting in vampire fangs now? I think so. Just Allie. Yeah, see, Mitchell has vampire fangs. All right. I think it's just great to have vampire fangs. Oh, yeah, there you go. That's a good idea. (laughs) Two pencils in your mouth. That'll do it. That'll make good podcasts. Audio. But do you need to have the Transylvanian accent as well? <laughs> no, you do. That's that's part no, of it. No, you do for the rest of the scene. Absolutely. The rest of this very serious scene. You now have a Transylvania accent. <laughs> oh yeah, not How only do people that's true. talk like this. No, this is absolutely true. A- Ali, it's not just that you have vampire fangs, it's that you are convinced that you are a oh, person no. who has to do the vampire accent. Oh. Like that's just part of who you <laughs> are. Oh, oh no, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> I'm no longer upset about rolling a one. You don't think you're a vampire. You just think you have to do the vampire accent. Oh, no. I don't know how to do an accent. (laughs) (laughs) I do think you could probably take the pencils out of your mouth for the listeners' sake. Yeah. You're right. (laughs) I really don't know how to do an accent, though. All right. So, yeah. What do you do, do, Freya? We'll just pretend Freya is doing the accent this whole time. Um, I, I guess I just, like touch my new fangs and I'm just really confused right now. Um, Leo, did you mean to do that? No, I was trying to help you. Go do go do the thing. Save him. Okay. I'm going to cast Bombarda at the at the Inferi. All right. Now say it in a vampire accent. God dang it. Um, <laughs> Bombarda. Yeah, there it is. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I All hate, right. I hate this. New heights All of right. comic relief. I'll just put the pencils back in. Try All it right. again. People are dying, but you're a vampire. <laughs> All right, roll magic. Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Mm. <sighs> um, that's a twelve. Okay. And the d twenty is an eight. Okay. So it's so 10. a ten. All right. Yeah. So you blast a big hole in the ground where like three inferi that were about to grab you are, and they're like literally one of them was just about to be like. Oh, are we doing the... Uh, no, hold on. What's a, what's a zombie voice? Brains. Yeah, what is a zombie uh, voice, Kevin? Are yeah, Kevin. We, are we doing the universal monster? Oh, I'm dead. Oh, God. As he flies away. <laughs> I don't think Inferi can talk. Inferi cannot talk. Well, that one can. And his name was Jeremy. <laughs> that was canonically <laughs> the Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, of course it was. I feel like we should let serious things happen. Too many silly things are happening. You didn't even try to talk to them in vampire. I... You just bombard. Too many people are in danger for us to make more vampire jokes. <laughs> I mean, time freezes. You can say whatever you want. It's a free action. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm running through to try and and get to Francis. All right, so yeah, with, with the magic roll, you're able to get out of the way, duck, dive, weave, dodge, and make your way to Francis, who is not doing so well because he has also been hit by this mist that. No, you know what? He also got vampire fangs, weirdly, and he he looks he looks up at you. He's like on kneeling down on one knee, and he's like, "Ah, oh, Freya." What is happening? I'm not doing this. <laughs> You're doing what? This is just how I talk. I'm sorry, I'm not. Oh no. Francis, we need we need to get going. We need to we need Francis, to get back with the rest of the group. We need to get going. Why does your voice sound so normal? Ah. No, you're you're right. You're right. We got to get out of here. What's everybody else doing? What's happening besides for the Hufflepuffs and the Miss Zombies and Francis? 
Uh, I mean, like the whole all of Hogwarts is here. Like everybody was at the wedding, so the castle's falling apart. The castle's falling apart. Is there a fire? <laughs> okay, it's the fire from earlier. No one ever put it out, and it it's got true. worse. <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna grab a big handful of flu powder, oh. and I'm gonna throw it into the fire and be like, "Everybody out." That's actually very smart. Wait, hold on, though. I don't think you can do that without a fireplace. Oh, it has to be part of the flu network? Aw, oh, but it's so cool, the idea that you just had, though. I think it'd be more cool if you summoned people from it. Either way. Like Teddy and Jonas with the Sword of Gryffindor. We want to bring more people to this situation. <laughs> I think if you want to do this, it's not impossible, but if you want to do this, what you have to do is you have to, one, construct a fireplace around this fire. Two, somehow tap into the flu network so that you can configure it so that that's part of the flu network. No, this is super easy and simple, and I'll tell you why. All right. You said that chunks of the castle are falling apart, right? And they're falling from the sky? Well, there are fireplaces in rooms in the castle that are falling apart and falling onto the grounds. Yeah, can I notice one There's of them? There's a few in the Ravenclaw Tower. Yes, if you go over to where the Ravenclaw Tower fell, use the Ravenclaw Common Room fireplace that's now on the ground. I'm going to scoop up what remains of the intervention banner so I can run over to that fireplace <laughs> with the intervention banner. Yeah, it's like it's like weirdly- <laughs> Wait, like you're in the Olympics? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the Olympics torch. And it's weirdly like, <laughs> despite this fire burning a lot of stuff, this thing- it's turned out to be very flame resistant and is mostly intact. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to lead everyone into the rubble that used to be Ravenclaw Tower and I'm looking for the fireplace that we had so often abused. Yeah, I mean you you find it. It's really easy to find. It's right there. For some reason the fireplace is in perfect condition. <laughs> it's still got like a little raven on it even though ravens aren't the thing. It's an eagle that everyone complains about. It's an eagle. <laughs> Wait, the the fireplace had in in Ravenclaw common room had a raven on it? Yeah, students put it yeah. there out of protest. As a bit. Yeah. So bad. And and on the raven there is a post-it note that says I'm with stupid. That somehow hasn't burned up or anything. It's still there. Yep. It's made of the same material as the intervention banner. I'm going to take the raven off the fireplace. I'm going to throw it into the fire and be like, never more. <laughs> That's very good. Leo witnesses this and is like, was that necessary? Yes. <laughs> and and the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe shows up and he's like, I approve. Oh, he's going to save the day. No, he flies away. <laughs> the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe here. flies away. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, is that where that heartbeat was coming from? <laughs> he was the brother of the bloody baron. How ironic. <laughs> Yeah. That's a deep cut, Harry Potter. It's a joke. very deep cut. It's fine. <laughs> All right, so yeah, so no, you've the the fireplace is lit, and you've got the the flu powder ready to go. You just need to start funneling people in if you want to do that. Skylar is going to do a really loud whistle. They're sticking both their pinkies in their mouth, and they do a whistle, and you don't hear it, but someone does. <laughs> Who is someone? <laughs> <laughs> A big orca whale flies through the air, and I say to my pet orca, save those Hufflepuffs. And so now my pet whale is going to be shuttling those stranded students from the island to where Caleb is. Okay, um, why don't you roll... Inspire animal handling. Yeah, I want I, exactly. That's what I want. Is I want you to roll. Can I roll like convince? Yeah, convince works. Yeah. So plus heart. 
14. Okay, on a complete success, they hear you and believe you. And the you hear like the voice of the psychic orca in your head. And it's just like, my cousin in arms, I will do what is needed. And uh, it flies over and two at a time starts collecting Hufflepuffs. It's going to take a little while, but you like, you can see Bobby Bobby like, oh, thank God. I really thought we were about to die there. Huh. It's weird how I keep getting into these situations where I'm almost going to die. Oh, well. And then Skylar is going to don on their embroidered Ravenclaw cape. And is the smoke emitting from, is it a fissure in the half-drained pond? No. So the, the smoke is coming out of, there's like a bunch of these smaller cracks, but there's a very big crack that's maybe like 15 feet across that's on the lawn, like like vertically leading up to the castle itself, like basically right up to like the courtyard that leads to the entrance hall. Okay. So I would like to automatically succeed (laughs) in my, I read about that move. Okay. After studying the book that mm, had all about fountains and stuff. Yep. I would like to deduce what this is if it's a fountain. Oh, yeah, this is Elden Magic. This is very clearly not just Elden Magic, but like the Elden Magic from that weird thing you guys fought in the second year. Yeah, that makes sense. Like the labyrinth with the Minotaur and Daedalus. You know that it's a fountain. Like it's clearly coming from that. Of course there's a fountain under Hogwarts. Okay, so Skylar is kind of now in a trance. And they're slowly going to make their way towards the fissure. You're going to like just walk into the mist? Uh Uh-oh. I mean, you're also walking towards Freya because Freya is by it. Yeah, I'm going to run up to Freya and Freya's fiance. They're in the mist. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going to see if he needs any wounds treated. All right, so in order to do that, I need you to roll magic. Eight. Okay, mixed success. What's something weird... That happens to Skylar. Also, Dracula fangs, right? No, I'm kidding. No, I was going to say they can only meow now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, their mustache turns into whiskers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you also get cat ears. There's going to be an emotional scene where you're like talking to somebody about something serious and there's like sad music in the background, but it's meow, 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 the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Skylar reaches you and they have whiskers and like two fuzzy things on their head. It looks really weird. And they look at you and go, meow. Um, Skylar. Skylar, what is wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Meow, meow, meow. So does Skylar know that they're meowing? (laughs) Or does it sound like words to them in their head? Oh, no, 100%. Like, it's both. Like, it does sound like words to you. And you realize that you can speak cat now. But you also know that they can't understand you. And so you are speaking a different language than English. Okay. I'm going to switch to sign language since we've learned it with Sarah. Oh. Nice. And say, are either of you hurt? And then you realize you've got cat paws too. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But do they understand sign language? Yeah, we do because of a Ravenclaw. Oh, right, right, right. It was one of Elliot's fun facts. Yeah. 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 I think we're okay. We have these weird fangs and I have the urge to talk like a certain way, but I'm not going to. I sign it's, this is a fountain. (laughs) Yep. I, uh, I figured that out. Uh, I also think I figured out where there's another one. I assign where? Your mother's basement. <laughs> and then out loud, Francis is like, 
What are you guys talking about? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? That's right, because you you don't have to sign back to me. I can still hear you. I'm assuming this is all happening in yeah. subtitles. <laughs> yeah, this is all subtitles. <laughs> Except <right>. for Francis. <laughs> or no, there's still subtitles for Francis, but it's like, just like, so you can understand his accent subtitles. Right, yes. right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to close this. We have to close this. Sorry, I'm just imagining in my mind because you have to be still talking like that even though you're not doing it. I sign that I have an idea, but we need the group. Okay, let's go to them. I'll do whatever needs to get done. Good morning, Hogwarts. We are here at Headmistress Galloway's wedding and in light of all this happy energy and emotions around us, I have some news. The Gryffindor sword is out of the sorting hat, but for those of you who don't know, it has been revealed that I am Leo Featherwick, and Leo Featherwick is DJ Mystery. That may come as a shock to some of you, but- What? What? You're using a different name? Yeah, Leo, we all knew this already. You didn't fool anyone. I feel so betrayed. I I thought I was very convincing. Uh, Well, anyway, and now we are live with DJ Funkalicious in a segment I like to call Wizard in the Wedding. Oh, God, what's happening? I need to go help my friends. So, so sorry, listeners. It seems that the wedding has gone horribly wrong. All of the people I wanted to interview just fell into a fissure in the ground. I'm standing here next to an inferi right now. Uh, these are animated corpses from a dark wizard's curse. Excuse me, excuse me, inferi. Um, what are you doing here? And are you here to kill us? <laughs> ah! Tell Grand Grand I love her. Glob Glob, take the camera! You have to keep filming! The people need to know! But this isn't even a camera! I'm currently heading up the lawn, dodging debris, crazy magic, and literal zombies. Things are also getting really weird. I, I think I saw a beetle the size of a boulder. I, I'm going to go see if I can get a quote from Skylar Ashland. I see them up here. Uh, any any comments on the current impending doom, Skylar? <laughs> what? Why are you still filming? Get out of here! Head for that fireplace on the hill. Go! Run towards Caleb! Go, go! No, wait! No, not, not that way! Behind you! <laughs> My leg! I'm I'm alive, but I'm trapped under what used to be the divination tower. I didn't see it ending like this. Lunch today was supposed to be chicken, fish, or the vegetarian option, but that's probably not going to happen now. Is the last thing I ate going to be those gross wax chocolate bars? DJ Dark, is that you? Oh no, your leg! Hi, everybody. It's Kevin, your resident Potter nerd. Now, I know, given the circumstances, not to mention the fact that at least two of those DJ's whereabouts are currently unknown, that some would say that we shouldn't be criticizing anyone right now. But like, come on, do they not have any sense of pacing? The dead air? The almost three minute runtime? Look, I'm just saying that some radio professionals still actually pay their editors. 
Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode of Why Can't We Be Wizards? As I always do, I want to thank all of you for your support each and every week. If you haven't done so yet, come on by and say hello on our Discord server. There's a link to join that in our link tree and in the episode description. In fact, right now, as we are getting to the end of another season, if you stop by, you can submit questions for our end of season wrap-up episode in our listener questions channel. So come on by and say hello. Okay, as always, I want to thank Table Story for our awesome game system, Witchcraft and Wizardry. It's great. They're great. Definitely go check them out. Okay, that's going to be it for me this week. We'll be back in two weeks on July 7th. And with that, let's get back to the show. Back with the uh, flu fire, how's the evacuation effort going? It's slow but steady. The problem is that more and more of this mist is coming down into the rest of the grounds. It's not as strong where you guys are standing, so it's just like little pockets. But now, whenever people cast spells, it's just it's getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Like someone tries to win Guardian Leviosa, and like feathers appear where they were trying to cast it. And just like the the most unnatural, like unexpected magic keeps happening. Also, from now on, everybody. All magic rolls that are not 1, 2, or 3, or 18, 19, 20 on the D20 are a minus 3. And 1, 2, and 3, and 18, 19, 20 have special effects. Okay. But even still, like, you're you're still slowly able to get a lot of the, the students out. Professor Galway is also, like, is helping at this point. She's, like, torn her wedding dress bottom off. And she's got, like, cargo pants on underneath because that's just how she rolls. And uh, she's, like, saving some kid out of rubble, out of from underneath some rubble. She's, like, you know, protecting people. She seems to still be able to, like, have a good command of magic where most people at this point do not. Which is, like, it's very, very, very cool. Her and Bragglewort are kind of, like, a dynamic duo helping people and fighting zombies. Oh God, they're going to die. All kinds no. of really, really cool stuff. <laughs> and Don't then will you be my godparents? Oh no, <laughs> stop it. Yeah, no, there's a moment. There's a moment where like, there's a lull in the fighting and you're just shepherding people in. And uh, like Gal- Galway has got like a big cut on her face and sees you. And then hears you say that out loud. And is like, wait, what? <laughs> I got to go back. We have to get the Freyas. No. And, and Caleb, what is, are you, you really mean that? You just look really cool right now. I I mean, you know, we're a little old to have our own children. I've always kind of thought of all the students here as sort of my children by proxy, which was really annoying when I was the janitor because I was always just cleaning up messes and getting, you know what? Never mind. Anyway, you, you know, um, if you want, I mean, we can, I'll be, I'll be your God, your godparents. We'll be your godparents. And Bragglewort's like, what? He just woke up. <laughs> he was sleeping during the fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's a, a catastrophic shift as a mountain of earth separates us. I just turn and I look at Leo. We've got to go. Yeah. And they jump back into the fighting. Yeah. Leo's been like helping to shepherd kids into this fireplace. And he's like looking over this conversation like, wait, what? Godparent? Okay. But I also <laughs> think that Leo, weirdly in this moment of all moments, Leo's prefect instincts have kicked in and he's like seeking out. <laughs> Ravenclaw first years to take care of. Wait, not the other first years? Well, no, all first years, but when particularly when he's like, Ravenclaw first years, prefect here, follow the prefect. And he's like using his prefect like badge. You're the line a, leader. Yeah, uh, he's using his, uh, his little authority that he could still respectably convince people he has to like get people to listen to him and get into this fireplace. Yeah, roll convince. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, that's a two. Yeah, 
And so with a two, they're being very disruptive and unruly. Yeah. It's like that scene from the beginning of this season where you were trying to get them up to Ravenclaw Tower and you were doing a bad <laughs> job of it. And like that one kid who was just like asking a million questions, he's like, so where are we going? In the fireplace to safety. Yeah, but where's the fireplace go? It goes somewhere that's not here. Yeah, but where? Anywhere you want. But, but why? Because look around you. It's dangerous. Stop it. Get in the fireplace. <laughs> okay, but question. Those are the Ravenclaw first years, you I said? mean, just any first years. Anyone younger than me, really, that I could sort of convince literally anyone that I have any authority over. Are there any that you notice are missing? Uh-oh. Roll notice something. Uh, Didn't Galway literally say that there was some students that went missing? Yeah, I'm wondering like if we can find out which ones. So, not kidding, that one was double wizard hats. So I rolled the worst possible roll and then immediately the best possible roll. Oh, well, so I was going to say that you don't know where Maddie Tilda and Jerry Barry are. Or the Freyas, weirdly. The Freyas? Huh. The other Freyas. The other Freyas aren't with us? Silver and Golden Freya, have you haven't noticed them for a while. Okay. So Maddie Tilda and Jerry Berry and the Freyas. So the B all team. the people. The B, oh, the, the B, B team, team in general. Okay. I mean, I start looking for them, right? Because I now I'm alarmed about that. I'm looking and I'm calling out each of their names. Uh, yeah, and they don't, you don't fight. Like, you're, you're fighting through the mist. And the mist is kind of like starting to engulf you too at this point, Leo. Mm. So why don't you roll magic? Yeah. Okay. It's a 13. Uh, so yeah, no, you're just fine. Like, weirdly enough, you are the you, you have no problems with the mist and you can just watch <laughs> You should have gotten the vampire fangs and the weird accent. Leo has four points in magic. It's the only thing he's been really trying at. But he's at wizard school, so he thought that was probably reasonable. And like, as you're, as like everybody is kind of noticing that they're gone, um, everybody roll notice something. I'm going to use my plus one Ravenclaw. Seven. Eleven. Ten. Okay. Seven. So everybody who got complete successes noticed this from actually like quite a ways off. You in the distance uh, along the edge of the Forbidden Forest, you see brooms, some magic carpets that have apparently gone back into style lately. I thought those were outlawed. And even like a big flying carriage. Your hearts leap as suddenly you realize... A bunch of grown adults Thank God. are coming to Hogwarts. And really quickly, like, spells are flying. Suddenly, like, the, the rest of the kids that you're still trying to save are getting pulled away from the mist and are getting shepherded over towards the fireplace where you guys have clearly set up. Three of them hop off their brooms and start to fight. Like, there's, like, a big tree golem that you realize is the Whomping Rillo, but it got legs somehow. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're fighting it. And then as you kind of, those of you who succeeded, start to get a closer look at some of these people who are fighting, you start to recognize them. And then your momentarily elated hearts are dampened because uh, you realize it's the dads. Oh. And um, that carriage that was flying lands on the ground and starts heading up towards that hole where Freya and Skylar and Francis are. And you realize that like, it's like kind of steampunky. It's got all these whirring gears and gizmos and a big hose is attached to one end of it that one of the dad pulls off and then starts like threading into the hole. Um, and this thing is huge. It's like, imagine like two passenger vans stacked on top of each other with a big, like empty, almost like vacuum bag on the top of it that starts to fill as this whirring noise happens. And it almost looks like they're trying to siphon the mist out of the hole. 
Is it reminiscent of the mechanical things we saw in Atlantis that were very weird because it was non-magical? Uh, a little bit. But it looks like the things from my dream. Uh, yes, it does look like that little machine that you press the big red button on. Huh. Yeah, and Freya, you noticed that like some of the people who are operating this machine just a few feet away from you are your dad and Skylar's dad. <sighs> I point that out to Skylar. I like how you say I point that out to Skylar instead of acting out some text that you would have to say in a Dracula accent. <laughs> I'm not I'm not doing the Dracula accent. Okay. I'm sorry. Right. I right. can't. I'm not doing the Dracula accent. <laughs> I would accent. have to say I want to suck their blood like every five seconds. <laughs> we just assume that Freya is saying that every once in a while to no yes. one in particular. Skylar signs, but why are they harnessing Elden magic? I don't know, but the machinery that they're using, I saw it in my dream at your mom's house. Leo, we've got to get up there. Yeah, I mean, I assume I'm hustling up to that. It's, I, everyone notices that. How could I not? I'm, I'm hustling over there. Do we let them take it? No, they are criminals and need to be arrested. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably use it for evil. They manipulated you to escape prison, so I doubt it's for a good reason. There's some pretty complex sign language, I must say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skylar is, is signing very animately. I mean, Skylar's got those magic hands. I'm sure that Skylar can, oh, yeah. can sign language like no one else. I'm sure for like more complicated words, they're like making a, a picture with their hands to like describe the word. You could just write out words with letters with your hands That's if you true, really yeah. wanted to. I could, but you you know sign language. Yeah, so. that's fair. Okay, so we're not letting them. I'm gonna cast Bombarda at the people that are siphoning off the the smoke. Like I'm gonna cast it. I'm I'm casting bad spells at our dads. It's happening. Okay, attack the dads. Roll. I'm attacking the dads. Roll magic. Make them Draculas. <laughs> That's 11, and I rolled an 18. Uh, so with an 18, that's a super success, because 18 Ooh. is like 19 and it's 20. It's a new 20. Yes. So, um, oh, man. Okay. Um, when you cast that spell, it's like a bomb went off. And Skylar's dad goes flying backwards straight up into the machine and like slams against it hard and crumples to the ground. And your dad goes flying forward into the hole. Oh. Out of sight. Oh God. I didn't want that. He, he just fell all the way in. He's not like stuck on the edge. I like rush over to look down the hole. When you look down the hole, you don't see anything. Can I look down the hole and look with my aura empath powers? Yeah, I mean, when you look down, I mean, this hole goes down for miles and you see nothing. I forget for a moment that I can't speak out loud and I turn to you and do a sad meow. Oh. I did that. That was my fault. It's okay. You were you were just trying to help. Let's let's turn this machine off. Wait, are you there? I, I mean, I assumed that we were all hustling over to this location. Okay, is Caleb there too? Yeah, I think I've been running up to this scene this whole time. So Caleb hasn't rolled yet for magic. What happens, what happens in the mist? All right. Well, that's actually a ten on the dice plus one for magic is eleven minus minus two minus two is a nine. Okay, so with a mixed success, what weird thing happens to Caleb? 
Um, you have no nose. No, <laughs> no, nose. don't make him a Voldemort. <laughs> And now you have to speak like this. <laughs> uh, I think that Caleb's hair has turned green, and he's also turned into a werewolf form, so he's a green werewolf. Green werewolf. That's green awesome. Green werewolf. So you're like a Grinch? <laughs> uh, Leo. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but not wrong. You probably look a little bit like the Grinch. Everyone knows the Grinch is just a green werewolf. <laughs> Everyone, stop laughing. This is very serious business. C- Caleb rolls up to the shop and he's like, "I hate Christmas." <laughs> but Freya's dead. Freya's dead. Flew into a pit. Shouldn't we do something about that? <laughs> No, stop it. I can't afford to laugh right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why why are you talking like a cat? (laughs) All right. So, (laughs) yeah, all right. So you're all standing there. Francis stands up and he's like, hey, um, shouldn't we do something about that? And he points to the machine, which is now like the the vacuum bag on the back of it has expanded to a like a very large size. And it seems like it's like getting to the edges of the seams of what the bag can possibly hold. Uh, and Skylar's dad is lying on the ground unconscious. Skylar's gonna say, oh, like they're signing. Try to turn it off. If you can't figure it out, I'll go into his mind and f- and find out. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's let yeah, let's do that. Roll magic to get into his mind. Ten. Okay. And what does the inside of his mind look like to you? What does Skylar think of how he lives? Um, Skylar imagines he lives in like kind of something similar to Crime House, honestly, like a shack. It's just yeah, it's just Crime House, but with a mustache. <laughs> you find yourself sitting at like a kitchen table in a grungy old house, and your father, Derry Farlighter, is sitting across from you. Um. Okay. Hello, Derry. <sighs> Skylar, um, why am I in? Where are we? What's going on? You have fallen unconscious. What did you do? Didn't do anything, actually. I, uh, I am in your mind, though. You gave me this power, experimenting on me. Sort of an accident, but sure, I did, I guess. Do you have anything to ask me, or? Wait, did he, did he say I gave you this power by accident, I guess? He did. He did say that, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Skylar's eyes flare at that response. How do you turn your machine off? Why are you... Don't mess with that. Don't touch that. This is a delicate piece of machinery. Well, it's about to explode. Skylar's been experimenting with their mind powers for the past year with Caleb and they're going to rip the information from his mind. Oh my god. Okay. Wow. Dang. Yeah. One of their negative traits is reckless and dominating and angry. Okay. That tracks. All right. Roll magic. Does the minus two, is that an effect in here? Yes. Okay. It's actually minus three. Oh, six then. Okay. And with a failure, Derry Farlighter puts his hand out and pushes like on the air. You guys are sitting on opposite sides of this table, so he can't reach you with his hand. And yet somehow the force of his motion throws your chair back against the counter. And he stands up and he says, 
Skylar, you have absolutely no idea what it is that you're messing with. Do you want the world to end? I want you to tell me how to turn off that machine. Why would I tell you that? You're going to tell me that. I don't think so. I don't think you have any power in here at all. Oh, I don't. But I do out there, and I can leave and then drag your body into that hole in the ground where your friend just fell through, never to be seen again. Oh my god. Can I roll convince? Yeah. That's pretty convincing. It's dark. Uh, eight. On a seven to nine, she's one. They need proof. They go along with it for now. They do it, but are now terrified of you, or you bribe them. They do it and are now terrified of you. Yeah, me. that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds like the right one for that. Yeah, he, he stops short. Like, he was about to take another, like, three or four steps towards you, and he just stops and narrows his eyes and says, You wouldn't do that. You're one of those love-is-the-all-powerful-magic morons. Try me. Tell me how to stop it. I'm not going to ask again. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, don't, don't do anything, Rash. You don't want blood on your hands, right? Let's take a step back. Let's relax here for a second. Why don't you... Take a seat back at the table. Skylar is going to say three. Okay, okay, wait, 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 wait. Wow. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Two. The, it's, I, okay, so they're on the, ta- on the side of the machine. There's a panel. On the panel, it takes two passwords. You type in those two passwords, you press the big red button, and it stops. And they are? Okay, so here's the problem. I only know one of the passwords. And it is? And that password is... Oh, God. Okay, you're gonna... I'm gonna have to change my two-factor authentication on everything. (laughs) Uh, It's... (laughs) It's just... It's Skylar? Okay, and so Skylar's gonna ask, does Ganon have the other password? Yes, and I don't know that he's gonna tell it to you. And then Skylar's gonna say... You're going to be lucky if you end up in wizard prison. And they're going to leave. Okay. Uh, And you're back on the grounds of Hogwarts. The situation has not improved at all. It does seem to have gotten worse. There's a clear, like, almost tear on this bag at this point. Uh, I think Skylar's going to immediately be sick in the grass and sign to their friends, Oh, my wizard god, I just threatened that guy. It was scary. And then I explain what he told me and what the password is. I know we said no more interventions, but I feel like maybe later. No, that was necessary. We need to keep going. All right. Freya is, is still like crouched over the ground, the tear, and is just sobbing. We'll go after him, but we need to turn this thing off. Do you know what his password could be? Freya, we need you. And Francis kneels down next to you and he says, Freya, look, I get it. It's pretty messed up. But hey, look, we don't know your dad is dead. For sure. He could have fallen on some, I don't know, fluffy clouds or something. He's a wizard. He could have cast something to save himself. It's all my fault. Everything, everything is my fault. It's not your fault. You were trying to help. We don't know what this machine's going to do. We still have to deal with that. You were just trying to do the right thing. Was that the right thing? I think it's what I would have done. Skylar runs up to Freya and puts their hands on their shoulders and like squares them and then takes their hands off and signs, do you want to go down? 
and puts their two pinkies in their mouth <laughs> and whistles. Skylar, I, I can't let you do that. Yes, I want to go down, but you should hate me. Your hands. I'm pretty sure I'm the reason that they're like this. Skylar, like, looks at you quizzically and says, I love my hands, and jumps on their orca and holds out their hand. And Francis is like, wait, but hold on. This thing, it's going to blow up in like two seconds. I don't think we have time to go down there. I'm going to try to put in Freya as the other password. Are you just going to do it? I mean, I tried to get Freya's attention. This thing's going to blow. Yeah. All right. So you type in that first password, Skylar, and it gets accepted. And you type in that second password. Is that your final answer? Yeah, yeah. I try to type in Freya. That's all I got. All right. And when you press enter, you hear a bang. And then it starts to explode. Oh. All of that mist, all of that energy, it super concentrated starts to pour out of the vacuum bag. And just as it's about to hit all of you, I feel like you're about to die. A wall of energy ends up between the two of you. And coalescing around that bag and reforming into a larger size is a huge barrier of energy. And as you trace where that energy is coming from, you look to see three adult wizards. Hermione Granger puts down her wand Mm -hmm. and says... Freya, Skylar, what are you doing? Get away from there. My dad fell down there. I I pushed him down there. And Ron, it says, oh, I don't know if you want to say that out loud. You might get in trouble. She didn't mean to. She did not mean to. She was just trying to help. And uh, Hermione walks over to you, puts her hand on your shoulder and says, all right, well, um, I guess do what you got to do. So I kind of piece together what happened here. And as you look around, at this point, all of the students have been whisked away. A bunch of other members of the Ministry of Magic are fighting all of the members of Derry Farlighter's group and have started to capture them. Harry Potter is putting wizard handcuffs on Derry Farlighter's unconscious body and putting him away. And Hermione's like, look, I obviously the five of you have well, the four. Where is the other one? No, never mind. I'm sure they're around, right? Uh, Look, you all have done a lot to help the entire magical community. So whatever your decision here, I'll respect it. I've got some experience at doing dangerous things as a kid, but I gotta say, I don't think you should go down that hole. We have no idea what's down there. Can you send an ore down there to check? I, until we do some research on whatever this is, I'm gonna bottle it up and we're gonna wait. I'm not gonna send anyone down there just so that they can die. Can we send like a drone with a camera down there? I've been communicating with the muggle community of mechanical engineers and- Oh my gosh, Leo. (laughs) I'm not kidding. If you want to get involved in the research effort, Leo, I think that would be fine. Okay, I will. I'm going down there. No, Freya, you're gonna- I don't care. I can't kill my dad. We don't know that. If Freya was going to die, then she would have had a dream about it. If you're going down, I'm going down too. Uh, Hermione- Mrs. Granger, do, what what is the deal with this machine? It seems like you know about this. Oh, uh, sorry. No, no idea. I mostly pieced together the part about how magic seems to be falling apart, which is what we've noticed. What this thing is, I don't know. We're going to have to get some people on it. I have some very vague guesses, but that's about it. Look, again, I can't endorse this, but I'm not going to stop you. And Ron Weasley puts his hand on his wife's shoulder and says... 
we can't just let them go alone. And Harry Potter says, Ron, I, I mean, all of the people out here, they still need our help. There's, there's injured. I, we don't even know what's in the lake right now. We're going to have to deal with that. We can't just go down on a crazy adventure. We're not kids anymore. And Ron says, uh, I'm not going to leave them. And he looks at the four of you and says, are we going or not? Freya, if you're going... I'm going. If you're going, I'm going too. Uh, thanks, Mr. Redhead Wizard. Uh, How do they not even know my name? I'm very famous. (laughs) No, I have a chocolate frog card of him. It's Ron Weasley. I pull it out. I have it on me. Oh, ah. See? This kid. This kid. And he tussles your hair. You should get it signed. Oh, uh, Mr. Weasley. uh, No. Later. Not the time. Not the time. Not now. I'm coming with you, Freya. Could you also keep an eye out for two girls that look like me? Like exactly like her. Like exactly like me, just different colored hair. I, I haven't seen them. I'm a little worried. You don't know where the other Freyas are? I don't. Okay, well, we're doing extensive search and rescue right now. We'll we'll try to find them if we can. Thanks. And I take Skylar's hand and hop on the orca with them. Um, I think I'm going to wait for you two to Accio brooms because my orca can only hold two people. Yeah, I mean, you can just get broom. You can just get brooms. I'm not going to make you roll for that. Do you think he's still alive? And Francis looks up at you and he says, Freya, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure I, he is. I hope so. Would a vampire lie to you? And he, yeah, he, he mounts his broom and kicks off and says like, of course, let's go after him. Come on. What are we waiting for? On our way down, Skylar's going to ask Freya, what did you mean it was all your fault that my hands ex- like were destroyed? In the dream I had earlier when I got hit in the head, I was five years old again, and we were all in the basement of your mom's house, and there was a machine in the corner, and when I pushed a button on it, the same black smoke came out. And it circled around you. But that was a dream. You didn't press that button that night. I I don't remember. I I could have. I could have pushed that button and just not remembered that that had happened. Skylar shrugs and says, like I said earlier, I love my hands. They are who I am. And I wouldn't want anything to change. They're just who I am now. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it does. But if that was in your mom's basement, maybe there's a spigot or fountain nearby. Because that smoke had to have come from somewhere, right? Yeah, that means we know potentially where three of the fountains are. One in Azkaban, one here, and one near mom's house. Oh, then four. What was the fourth? Caleb's house. Oh. You think Caleb's house is a spigot? Skylar nods. And just as you say that, finally you reach the bottom of this hole. And as you all land, you find yourselves in a circular chamber made of a deep obsidian stone. And you look up to see a massive 20-foot-tall black door. Leo sees this giant obsidian door, and he thinks of the obsidian labyrinth and the book, and he is filled with a deep sense of dread.
thought it'd be funnier. Well, it wasn't. I'm not yeah, always the comic I relief. Did, I did think you were going to make a joke. Well, the, <laughs> see, it's, but it's a dark episode. Here, maybe I'll <laughs> right, make a joke. Leo looks at the obsidian door and goes, whoa. <laughs> Leo, we're going to have a great time. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Leo looks at the door and goes, check, please. <laughs> got it in 10.